Good afternoon, ladies and gents. This is uh, Devil's Advocate. I'm your co-host, the Renegade. And we have Miss Karen with us. Hello. And we also have the we also have the lovely Red. And the very intelligent and smart and beautiful Miss Roxanne. Hey, 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 everybody. How y'all doing? I just got I just got a Miss Karen, right? And everybody else got some other added stuff. What you think about that? <laughs> what y'all think about that? Yeah. Uh, I just got his Karen. His boom, boom, boom. It sounds good. Wow. I just well, you, you you are fabulous, but you already know that. I tell everybody you're fabulous. You know, okay. so her. <laughs> tell everybody I'm else. Like her. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, you know, my bad. You know, I, I apologize for that one. Let me let me let me get a pass on that. That's all right. Okay. Appreciate you. Okay. The only one you get that. We got a great topic for you tonight. We do. We yes, yes, ma'am. We we really <laughs> do. Uh, we got a great topic for you guys tonight. And tonight, the whole show is going to be about abuse. You know, uh, abuse, domestic violence. Um, you know, and all of these crimes have been on the rise since this pandemic, and it's almost like there's no signs of slowing down. Um, and of course, you know, this is a, a very deep topic. Um, and I think that women are often not heard, you know, when it comes to these things and people don't listen to them. So guess what, America? Now y'all got two hours to put up with that. So you might learn something, you know, so, uh, so, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm kind of going to chime in and out, but you know, I think I need to let the ladies have the floor on this one. So, uh, Miss Karen, uh, now tell me something tell me something about you know about this violence especially in the home you know when we talk about that from more of a physical standpoint how do you how does it how does it how, what's really going on in the psychological aspects of you know just uh went the woman in general i think that uh, most of the time the women are not understood you know i think i think it all stems from Men think because they're the head of the household that the woman was not taken from Adam's rib. She actually was actually, I guess, taken from under his feet or either under his fist because they think that they have that. Listen, they're, when they married you, they didn't marry their dad. You are not their dad, and their dad shouldn't even really be beat on them. I think it's that a man think he's supposed to control a woman. If the woman doesn't listen to the things that he's saying, then he's outraged and he's upset. And he feels like you bruise his ego, I guess, or you said something like, oh, I don't want you to talk. Don't talk no more. I'm supposed to talk and you're supposed to listen to me. No, you're not my dad. You're my help me. God put me with you to help you. You're not the person who make all decisions. We make the decision together. Yes, you're the head of the household and you're supposed to be like, but you make that decision with me to agree. That's why I'm supposed to be at your side, not like I said, under your feet or under your fist. He didn't put us on the top of your head. He took us out a certain way. And I think men don't see that. They think that they, once they get us, they become, we become their possessions. We're not your possession. We're humans. We like, you know, we like uh, to be told stuff, not just, 
not just, but you have to be asked stuff, not just told stuff. You know, if men know that women are not your, you don't have to control us. We don't want to be controlled. And I guess it's the same thing, but I'm just going to speak on it from a woman's point of view. You know, mm -hmm. we don't like to be treated certain type of ways. And then when we try to speak back, they get angry. If we try to speak up for ourselves, me, myself, personally, never been a victim of physical abuse. Uh, probably from my dad. My dad was an abuser. Uh, he abused my mom for years, and he yelled at us. We were verbally abused, you know, to, uh, talked down on, and physically abused by my dad, you know, just beating us. But, you know, and when you come from something like that, I made it with my mind. I saw my mom, you know, verbally abused, because I think the physical abuse stopped by the time I was recognized that he, my mom, but my brothers and them, my sisters, they know about it. I mean, it got very bad. My mom would call the cops and they would come out. My dad would come back and it was just like a pattern, a pattern that I don't know because I was like, how long are you going to put up with that? You know, what makes a woman continue to do that? Sometimes I guess they feel like they can't do that. But like I said, I don't know because I'm not in the mind of this individual, but myself, I feel like that's something I don't want to tolerate. You know, if it started getting verbally, I want to get out. I just say, hey, you know what? I see some flags. And that's not easy to say for every woman because everybody is different. Some people say, hey, I'm the cause or it will get better. But I just feel like, the, and then some women think it's my fault. You know, I, I made him hit me. No, you don't make someone be violent with you. Mm. You know, that's your choice. And then I think it stems back to how the, the man was raised in his household. Was he abused? Was he physically abused? Was he talked down or? You know, then he might be bringing that. It's like a generational thing. You bring that into your marriage or your relationship, whatever, you know, it don't have to be a marriage. It has to actually be a relationship that I think that the pattern just continue on. Somebody has to break the pattern or else their children, their women going to think, if their women are going to think, your, your daughter's going to think it's okay because mom said they got beat. It's okay for me to take it. I heard women say, oh, go back, you know, pray about it and God will fix it. That's to me, that's not a good thing. God did not tell you to stay and be abused. He said for better or for worse, but that's not the worst part of it. He didn't, he didn't create us to be doormats. He created us to be help me. He said the mind a man that finds a wife finds a good thing. Not, not a punching bag. You want a punching bag, go to the gym and beat on the bag there, you know? Mm -hmm. What do you think? Well, back, way back, 2000 plus years ago when I personally, not practicing, not religious, but I grew up Catholic. 2,000 years ago, it was extremely common for women were beneath their husbands. That was what was believed at that time. The woman was nothing. She wasn't equal to her husband. She was his property. That's just the way it was back then. So I hear what you're saying. It is not relevant to the time. But back then, women were the property. So uh, you're, you're saying more that it's, gener it's a generational curse. It's, for whatever reason, some men believe that when they are in a relationship, especially a committed one, they can do whatever they want. Mm. So I don't know if it's some, a way that they were raised. But way back when she was talking about, about Jesus and the marriage and God created us, back then, 
that was the belief is that women were below men. Yes, that's true. Yeah, you're right. They were the lowly. Yes, it was. Uh-huh. Right. So it was basically the husband, his slaves, and then his wife. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it it's ridiculous. It's stupid. It's outdated. But that's the way it was back then. And in today's standards, I think a lot of it has, and we touched on it last week, a lot of this has to do with the amount of time you are in a relationship before you get married, before you start living together. People are together for a month and then they're living together anymore. Mm. They're, they're together, for, well, they know each other for a week, they start dating after a week, and then they start living together after a month. It's way wow. too soon. There is not enough time to actually get a read on this person. So now you're living together, and then their true color coming out. They start isolating you. They start verbally abusing you, and then things get physical. Mm. So um, my question is, is why does that happen, though? Because it seems to me like, you know, I'm one for accountability of your actions. You know, right, wrong, or indifferent. I think that everybody should be held accountable for that. And I'm still, you know, having yet to fathom why, you know, why these kinds of things and these decisions are even made. It is impossible to tell. Each person is wired differently. The way things are done in their homes growing up is different. It varies from person to person as to why they feel the physical or emotional or mental need to crush someone else beneath their foot, which is what abuse is, is crushing somebody else under their foot and taking control of them. I agree totally um, with everything that that you guys have said so far. Um, Hannah, yes. Um, Nail on the head with it. I do think that a lot of it comes from... um, you know, not getting to know that person enough, being naive to all of the things that that person shows you up front um, that could possibly be wrong. Um, Sometimes, you know, you can get into a relationship and you could be with somebody for a long time and they may not show you their true colors until years later. Um, Mm -hmm. There are signs though. Um, Generally, there there are signs. Um, I think that a lot of it could I know for sure for the person that I was with um, in the situation that I, the situations that I found myself in, it always came from um, the way that person was raised. So um, I've been in several abusive relationships and I don't know if me picking those kind of people could possibly have something to do with the way that I was raised. Um, Possible. That's the thing, you know, it's a thing. So it's a vicious cycle. Um, Mm -hmm it's a cycle. So when you tend to grow up and see somebody abusing, um, abusing your parent, you know, the parents are fighting and abusing one another, um, that could have a bearing on how you choose to live your life later on. You could believe that that's the right way to live, even though, you know, society says that it's wrong, but this is what you grew up believing. Hi, Renegade. You want to mute Regina for me? I'm having trouble hearing over. Yeah, she's, she is muted. Uh, hey, Miss Regina, how you doing? Oh, <laughs> yeah, she's she's not muted. She doesn't have a microphone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do, yeah, you don't have a microphone. Uh, my bad. Let me mute that back. My bad, y'all. I'm sorry. I was just listening. No, oh no, you, you okay? <laughs> yeah, feel free to comment whenever you want. I mean, you know, this is your show too. 
just about into background noise coming from her microphone. I was having having trouble here in Roxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, go continue, please, Miss Roxy. Yes, please. Oh, no. So I was just saying that, you know, I think that, um, so I was raised in a household. My parents um, physically didn't fight. Not at all. Um, and mm -hmm. I was, they were together until I was grown. So like I said, I, you know, I always thought that, you know, you're supposed to be married and everything. But once my mom and my dad split up, um, it seemed like some of the situations that she got in were kind of shaky. So I think that... <laughs> that <laughs> My Shady. my situation growing up was similar, and as far as my parents were together, I never saw them fight, and then they separated once I was an adult. But my parents' relationship was very passive-aggressive. My mom, she would drop a little comment to try to get my father to actually get up and do something. My father was a narcissist. Mm. My brother is now a narcissist. There is nothing quite growing up and living with one with not just one but two narcissists in your house it Ouch. is disturbing <laughs> there were situations i smacked my brother over the head with a broom once nice because he just i don't remember what he did but it just pissed me off so bad that i hit him over the head with a broom well whatever he did it weren't did that <laughs> yes, it is. And his, yeah. his response, because he was a narcissist and because he was male and he was the alpha, was to grab me by my throat and pin me to the wall. Mm. Wow. You know what? Yes. I, this I is will, my brother that did this. Right. And <laughs> I, I, will, I, will, I will admit to y'all one thing, you know, about this whole thing, like especially being in the military for so long. Oh, I was king narcissist. Mm. No. because well see the thing about you know the military and you know having these kinds of behaviors is the fact that they teach you that you're superior to everything and everyone after they break you down right they break you down they break you they, down just to they break better. you down and then they rebuild you to be better a soldier. So soldier and Sometimes. you know well you well see okay so in the battlefield not everybody right well and it does create some right and in the battlefield you have to be a narcissist trust me because that is the only way you are going to survive i've been through that and that's you know that ain't no fun i wouldn't recommend that shit to anybody but uh, yeah, so even when I got out, it was just like extremely hard for me to break that. And I had really bad patterns of behavior, you know, so I made a decision, I, you know, on my own to go and talk to a therapist about it. And I think, you know, to, to break bad habits, we got to, you know, and if we want change in our lives, you know, because at some point in time, everybody has to say to themselves, okay. Is this me that, you know, you, you got to say that. And when the minute you say that, you start to find, you know, solutions or find a change. And I went to go see, uh, I went to go see a therapist. And I mean, it, God bless her. I tell you, my whole life changed because of it. And it wasn't necessarily even big things that was going on in life. It was like some of the little smaller things like, getting the proper amounts of rest, uh, getting, uh, you know, making sure that, you know, I eat and, you know, how I eat and what my eating habits are and stuff like that. 
And I remember I had started, uh, I had started and I was doing therapy for like once a week. And then one after session four, it was like, I went home that Friday and I slept the entire weekend. And I woke up just and everything around me, you know, even my thought process had changed. So, you know, it's like I said, the the last episode, you know, I swear by therapy. And I think that if everybody took the time out to go see a therapist at least once, you know, this world would probably be a better place. But what do I know? A lot, because therapy is definitely a valid and and necessary key point in making changes in your life, helping you. Um, People, especially, uh, especially people, you know, we do not seek therapy we think that's like taboo that's a bad thing we it is are taboo. just say it black folk it's talking about just say it no, just say it. i mean it's that's that's for real though that, not that's even fun. with your not even with your specific group it is a taboo all across the country yes, nobody is, is, i don't I, I don't know about that because i see everybody I see everybody <laughs> is hearing he's black yeah because yeah, so I, I mean, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I don't, you know, maybe I'm not exposed to seeing like a lot of uh, like a lot of because I know when I'm sitting at the VA and yes, I still go to counseling. I went last week, mm-hmm. actually, you know, because now the whole thing was the whole theme, and I'm proud to say it. You know, we went from, you know, when I started about two or three years ago to how to handle real life serious things to now how to deal with success. Yeah. And to me, and to me, that's, uh, you know, I see that as like a major, major accomplishment in life and look at where I've been to where I'm going. So again, I, I really swear by therapy, um, yeah. you know, but I don't see, I don't see a whole lot of, a whole lot of African-Americans going to therapy and I really wish that we would. Yeah. We don't believe like, in it. it we don't think we can afford it. We don't. We don't we make think a, we, that it's valid. We don't. No, we, we, no, we make up there excuses. Is, that's what we do. We do. There and is not that, that's enough. That's just what I was listing. Excuses. <laughs> there yep. is not enough in the way of resources for anyone anywhere in the mm-hmm. world, especially poor countries and poor areas in towns. So the majority of the black population is not in the high-end neighborhoods, not in the middle-class neighborhoods. They are in the lower-end, poverty-stricken neighborhoods. I'm not saying you guys are. I'm not saying all of you guys are. The majority of Black folks are, and it's really sad, but the majority of you guys are in the poor areas of town, and especially in those areas, it's hard to get access to any kind of mental health. Uh, you know what? Yeah, but everybody's allowed to have Obamacare, right? Everybody's supposed to have it. Right. So, right. so okay, so if you have health insurance, you'll That's be able not to what find- I'm talking about by access. What I'm talking about when I say access is how many therapists are in your neighborhood? Not nearly as many as are in middle-class neighborhoods or higher-class neighborhoods. You know, now that's true. Now that that yeah, it, it, since you brought that up, yeah, that's that's actually accurate because yeah, I like mean, you don't even have as many clinics. Like 
urgent cares in the lower class mm-hmm. or neighborhoods. You guys no. don't have the physical access to it. You have the. No, that's what happens to black people when all. When, I'm not gonna comment. I'm not gonna comment on that one. Wait. It's set up like that for a reason, though. Um, we know what they put inside of the African American neighborhoods. Churches and liquor stores. And liquor stores. Like, you know, that's what they put inside of our neighborhoods. Yep. So um, I get what you're saying, Hannah, 100%. They, right. they don't give us yeah. access to it. Um, they, they don't allow us to be able to have the opportunity to be able to even know what it is, how it works, how we don't have to pay for it out of pocket. You know, they don't right. teach us any of that stuff. So, um, that's and it's disgusting to me as a human being. as a white chick. It's disgusting to me that you guys don't have access the way that I do because I have access to it. Why should I care about you guys? But I do care about you guys because you're human, just like mm. I am. The color of your skin doesn't matter, and that's what a lot of people understand, don't want to know, don't care about. I, to me, that I don't get it. But okay, I'm oh. I'm not normal. Oh, okay. So, and you're right. You're not. Okay. So I'm going to tell you this. All right. Um, my second ex-wife. Yes, I had two of them. I got, yeah, I got two Sorry. ex-wives. <laughs> uh, we, we, you know, we still talk. I mean, and you know, it's cool, you know, for a lot of reasons, but when I went to, when I went there, and, you know, I was living, uh, say, let's just say amongst the rich, white, middle to upper class people. The narrative was, we don't care what happens in a black neighborhood. We don't care what happens with Latinos. We don't care. As a matter of fact, we don't like them. The only thing that we care about is where we're getting our money from. I mean, my own brother-in-law has called me the N-word. And I told, and I, and this actually, and you're right, because according to uh, the 2018 uh, U.S. Census, African-Americans account for four trillion dollars of consumer spending, which is which is half of which is half of America's total spending, you know, which is which I mean, that's right. Um, but you know they don't you know they don't care about anything that's going on because the set the, the separation of classes is what they want because as long as we're separated they can you know they can do whatever it is they want they have all the power and they have all the control um what really kills me is that you know 86 percent of us live below the poverty level yet that other 14 controls 99 percent of all u.s affairs so I mean that's you know that's something else to think about when you talk about you know where our mental health facilities should be so we can try to stop this violence. I mean it's senseless. Yeah. You know I I mean just last week man I, we had like two shootings over here. Well where I, are you? Where uh, are you at? I, surprising, <laughs> I surprisingly. Surprisingly. that there's no shootings over here. So where are you at? <laughs> I, I live. I live right behind Bishop Hartley. I don't even know what that is. I don't know where that is. It's down. It's down. It's down Livingston, close to James. I don't even know where that is. I live in Pickerington. I have a vague idea of where that is. I live over in Newark, so right. I'm almost an hour away from Columbus. 
Right. My side of town doesn't get any shooting. I think the most recent thing that happened was there was a guy that was in a bar close to downtown that got stabbed and he walked all the, he walked like 30 blocks so that he was near my house from the bar where he had gotten stabbed. That is the most exciting thing to happen in my town in like 15 years. But the other side of town, I live on the west side, on the east side of town. Oh, dear God. (laughs) You don't want to go down there, especially after dark. Oh, man. You know, it's funny because it's funny that you said that because when I was in Puerto Rico, the worst thing that I heard on the news was a carjacking. And that was on the other side of the island. And they're like, oh, my God. They're really, they're really uh, stealing cars now. I'm like, well, lock your damn door. Yeah. I'm from Detroit, Michigan, where, you know, that's a gimme. Period. <laughs> that, that's a, they that's, will steal your car tags with you in the car. <laughs> man, you, you stop at a red light in Detroit, they're going to be like, hey, uh, no, you know what it is. I'm going to need that well Go ahead and give it up. Yeah, you might as well just go ahead and give it up and, you know, hey, you know what mm-hmm. it is. It's, don't, yeah, don't even worry about that. Lead a pack of cigarettes in the car, too. Why are you at it? <laughs> I, think part of, I think part of the reason that I am so different from everybody else is because I realize how good I've got it. Mm. Like, it's a conscious thing that I am aware of. I grew up in a middle-class household on the good side of town a block away from my school. I had it good growing up. There are millions, millions of kids that grew up in a whole lot worse stations. So. Shit. Yeah, I grew, I, grew me, up, but, I grew up on the east side of Detroit, Michigan. If you, if, you ain't, if you ain't from there, don't, if you in the sightseeing, don't visit there. What's with the east side of town versus the west side of town anyway? It's always the east side of town is the bad end of town. I don't know. That's a good yeah, question. Because out here Actually. in Columbus, the west side of town is what they consider yeah, to be the bad side of town. Right there. It's not right. bad. And I, grew up, I never grew up in a bad side, so I don't know what the bad side is like. My family owns land. I don't know what you... Everybody, so everybody don't fall to the class. So I grew up on... We had plenty. We had a farm. We had... We had it, so I'm Look, just, I'm well, I grew up on the east side of Detroit too. So, yes. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I, I live and I live on the other side of I live on the other side of Polaris, um, in a very nice neighborhood. My kids go to a good school, um, so awesome. I get you know what I mean. I I came from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've overcome it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we got a lot of, and, a lot and of you know what. Though. And, and you know what, though? A lot of people outgrow their circumstances, in which, mm-hmm. in which case, a lot of people outgrow their patterns of behavior. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, so it, you know, they outgrow it to the point where either they continue to do more of the same or make a change somewhere. And it's far and few and in between where we have people who make changes and who are able to admit that, hey, I'm not superior. I'm not right all the time. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not this, I'm not that, you know? And then, you know, when you start saying that, you start changing these negative behaviors like, well, hey, I'm not that person. 
I don't have to be. And you finally figure out that, well, gee, I have a choice. We all look, the blood all looks the same. Yep. And, and you know what? And you know what? Me, look, if I'm in a bad situation or, you know, let's just say relationship or something like that, the first thing I do is be like, I don't walk, I run. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea. You know what I mean? Because, because it, you know, everybody gets that feeling in the pit of their stomach when something does not work. And I think pride is the one thing that keeps us in these bad relationships and hoping one day and wishing upon a star that this person would actually change or show you something different. Nah, they won't show you. But I love him. Yeah, not only that, um, because I left several times before I actually finally totally left. Mm. Um, They will come back and get you. Um, Mm. There sometimes is no, I'm just going to go ahead and leave. because you do get dragged back. That that is not. Um, it it is not only so much about the love. Um, they have placed a physical, mental um, stigma on you that has you scared. You are afraid physically for your life. If somebody has been hurting you and hurting you physically, um, it tends to make you scared of that person. So whatever they say, you believe them. If somebody tell you they're going to kill you and they didn't bash your head in with a hammer, guess what? You believe that they're going to kill you. Hell yeah. So, <laughs> and the way that they're to get your butt in this car, let's go home. You're not staying over here at your mom's house. I drove six hours to pick you up, get in this car. Guess what you do? Yeah. <laughs> you get in that car because guess what? If you don't, that bad is going to come from up under that front seat. Yeah, so cool. the, the first step in being able to abuse you is to isolate you. They break mm-hmm. you from your mom. They separate you from your dad, your brothers, sisters, best friends. They take away every outlet that they can to get you so that it's just the two of you. Sometimes I'll even, for women especially, they'll knock you up to get you to stay with them. My first you can't leave me. My, you my, got my baby. Mom. I'll take it from you. Uh, my da- my daughter's mom was like that. She said, she said to me, "I'm late." I said, "Well, first of all, what time was you supposed to be there?" You know, they didn't know she was pregnant. You know, at the time, and then you know, she even told me after my daughter was born. She said, "Um, you know, I had her just to keep you." I mean, so you know, were you abusing her? What was the what happened? No, no. Well, I think she Karen was abusing it, him. Right. If you want to, that's, that would be the other way around. Yeah, she, she was said, trying to, she had the baby me. to try to manipulate him right. into staying. Right. And that was a trick. No good. Matter of yeah, fact, women, I, I women do it too. Away. I moved a state away from her just to get away from her. Yep. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, I even had, you know, I even had bombs underneath my car. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I would go to drill because this is when I transferred, you know, from the active duty into the National Guard. And one day I went to drill and they said, uh, hey, Sergeant Frazier, I said, what's going on? They was like, you know, you got a bomb under your car. I said, oh, shit. You know, and it it it, it could have only been from her. Or, you know, or she knew somebody that and I'm like, yeah, this bitch here crazy. Let me go ahead and, you know, move a whole state away. I said, I'll transfer to Ohio, you know, and that way we ain't got to deal with this one yeah. no more because I ain't trying to get blown up. 
over no pride. Screw that. I am not. I am not in Iraq. I'm glad you got out of that one. Oh I yeah. Think, um, I think uh, adult to adult abuse is is real real bad. But mm. I think I'm at a point right now. I just started thinking about how bad, how much worse it is when it's adult to a child. Mm. Um, yeah whether it's physically or emotionally or, um, you know, you have a lot of kids that are out here that are being abused by people that are supposed to love them. Um, yeah. The kid as loves an adult, them, the kid trusts them, and then they're getting hurt by the parent, and they still love and trust them, but they're scared as hell, and they are confused, and they don't know what's going on. It's so much worse when it's a child. And you want to know why that is? It's a word, it's a phrase I mentioned earlier, uh, generational curses, you know, because, because, be, oh, go ahead, Miss Karen, I'm sorry. No, I want to say, I think it, it comes down from slavery. Yeah. When you repeat, when slaves beat people, they, and then it's, it's like, we want to talk about, let me just put this down here. We want to talk about the black race and stuff like that. We got to remember what was what what they was what was done to them you got to remember when they separate the father from the child and the mother and everything and they send them off places they they uh, mentally did something to black people and they're still doing it you know so it's a long story don't get me into it because I, I can talk all night about why black some black people are in the state today and they're still in slavery they just don't know it they're mentally emotionally in slavery right now because they are they're put in a situation, they set these people up to, to be on welfare, to get, oh, sign up for this. And, 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 and a lot of people can't see. It's a mentality thing. Hey, you are free. You're free to do what you want to do to make the choice. You, just because you put a, a, a liquor store in the neighborhood, you don't have to drink it. Mm. That's a mm -hmm. you don't need though. You don't need to do that. So you got to be mentally stuff that's going in our food. It's stuff we're eating is clogging up people mental focus they're not they're not paying attention they're just eating all types of it's a long it's a long list of stuff that people need to be free of to be able to to know hey i don't have to be in this situation because they said so mm -hmm. i can still live a great life i don't have to be bound to uh living in a project or being in a ghetto or whatever it is i can do and you cannot blame nobody for where you are right now because when you know better, you do better. Oh, amen. You do better. You don't have to continue to say, oh, I'm in this situation because a white person done this or that. No. Take accountability for yourself. When you're old enough yep. to make it on your own, get out and do the things that you're supposed to do. You know, seek the things that you need. If you need counseling, but we don't want to, we want, and you know what, what I do is I try to build each other up. I don't talk bad about because when I speak this out of my mouth, I plan to see it every time I speak something. You sure are. A generation, yep. because life and death is in the power of the tongue, and those people love it, will eat the fruit. So what I do is I all, I never talk about a certain race of people. I try to put everybody up, but I will say, I, I know what happened. So what, I'm going to bring it back home. What I was saying was, my mom told me that her mother, her parents beat her they beat them with like stitching cords and switched to, they were bleeding and they were put them in a hot tub of water. What do you think that came from? That came from being beat. Slavery. Funny mentality thing that like you said, somebody said it's a generation until that is broken. 
-hmm. And I tell you, I said to myself, I, was like, I do not want to beat my son the way my dad beat me. I will mm -hmm. see. I don't want to treat him the same way. And I used to give myself a whip and I was like, oh my gosh, now I'm being just like my dad. I wouldn't do it in his type of manner, but I would whip my son, you know, switching and stuff. I was like, wait a minute. That's not what I want to do. I don't want to do that because I, it's getting ready to fall down in the generation. If somebody don't stop it, you just continue to beat people. You don't have to beat them. You can talk to someone. When I called myself, I was like, whoo, no, go in your room until you thought, you know, you tell me what you did wrong. When I started saying, hey, write it out. Write and tell me why you did, why was this behavior? And then, and now that I've been to the school and have an education as a school teacher, and I ran my own childcare, I know it is a redirection, okay? We had a system. You know, if the child do so long, you say, hey, I, you, you can talk to them a certain kind of amount of times. We had a three, we had a three rule. Okay, the first time, hey, don't do that. They're gonna keep doing it. Cause they're children, they're gonna do what children does. People don't want children mm -hmm. to be children. I found that out. You, you gotta let a child be a child. They said, hey, stop, so-and-so, so I said, hey, they're children. They don't do the repeated same behavior because that's what who they are. You can't treat a, a three-year-old like you do a 15-year-old. They're two different, different uh, development levels. So yeah. by the time we get to three, I'm like, hey, Charlie, come here for a minute. Um, um, this is your third strike. You know what I'm saying? And we've asked you to do so. So now we're going to put some time out. So you go to time out. Of course, this is how I do it. According to your age. Okay, you go to time out. Five minutes, you're five. So when they get from timeout, it's time for redirection. You know why you said in timeout, Johnny? Yeah, because I hit Sally. So when we get back up, we're not going to hit Sally. Not that Johnny's not going to go back and do the same thing because that's who he is. He's only five. So I tell people, I say, stop trying to treat children like you treat adults. Let children be children. You know what I'm saying? And treat them, just teach them because if you're not going to teach them and you're just going to walk them and say, hey, what you looking for? Uh, why you say, because I said so. That's not giving me a that's not a good explanation because you said so. Well, why can't I do this? Because I told you not to. What? No, tell me. And children wants to know an explanation. Tell me why can't I hit them? Why did I tell me why can't I kick them whenever I want to? You hurt them. Do you want to hurt your friend? No, you don't want to hurt your friend. Go tell your friend you're sorry, and that's not the behavior we do. We keep our feet on the floor and our hands to ourselves. Mm -hmm. I've learned so much. From, from discipline, how to discipline children, how to talk to children, to get on the child's level. You don't want to talk over top of them because guess what? You scare them and you make them fearful of you. You stand over top of a small child yelling at them. So y'all been there. Hey, Johnny, you know why you ain't going to time out? Because this is what you did. I've learned so much of how to dis how to talk to children, you know, how to work with them and stuff like that. Because I think I know what Hannah was saying, that's so true. We make our own kids feel for us. And we don't even know we're doing it, but this is where it comes from the generation. My dad yelled at me. So guess what I did? I yelled at my son. And I was like, then I just heard his feelings. Oh my gosh, I'm doing the same thing mm -hmm. that I said I was not gonna do with my child that somebody done to me. Uh you know, there's a there's a book. A matter of fact, uh, there's research about this very cursed and this generational thing. Um, if we talk about the Willie Lynch letters, I heard about that. Yeah. Re read, read it, read it, because it will open your eyes to the systematic and st systemic approaches that we have to these types of generational curses. As a matter of fact, um, 
you know, I read an article or I wrote an article about this. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I really did. And it was it was from both angles. It was from, you know, a black man's perspective and a white man's perspective and how right. we have and how we have two different types of mentalities at the end of the day. There's the right. slave, there's the slave mentality and then there's the master's mentality. And, you know, and these things are carried on. Both of them are generational. And yeah. you see, and uh-huh. you, and you see it show up um, in, yeah. the, in the mentalities of everybody till this day. And what I did was I gave solutions on how to break both of them. Oh, okay. You know what? I think um, a lot of times too, because I, I used to work with um, kids, I, I got a daycare center now. So, you know, <laughs> me, me and the kids, yes, I did after school program for the kids. Like, yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Karen. You learn a lot, you know, dealing with the little people. Um, yeah, I think that yeah, sometimes like as that. adults, though, we tend to forget that little people don't know everything. Like you just assume, you know, just like you talking with another adult that because you yeah. tell a child to do something that they supposed to just go ahead and go and do it. And it's not the case because sometimes right. you have to explain it. Kids don't understand like we think that they supposed to understand or we mm-hmm. automatically assume that they understand just because right, we do. Right. So, you know um, what I you know what I learned from children? Simplicity. I think we we spend a whole lot of time. I think we spend a whole lot of time. Like, for instance, I give the rock, paper, scissor game uh, is a perfect example of that. You know, and how simple it is that children solve their own problems. You know, yeah. I think I think we I think we do a whole lot of uh, I think we do put a, a whole lot of uh, time and effort into kind of trying to be smarter than what we really are to solve the most common problems, you know? And I think that if we kept a lot of things simple, you know, especially in relationships and, you know, dealing with abuse and everything else, I think if we kept these things simple, we wouldn't have these issues. Right, right, right. I've seen you over there shaking your head, Miss Hannah. What's going on? (laughs) I I honestly think that even if we kept things simple, we would still have issues like this because life is not simple. It is, it is an extremely complex knot that we have to kind of work through our entire lives. It's when we grow up, we have to do what? Get a job. Getting a job is not as simple as, Hey, hire me. It's, you have to you have to create a resume. You have to send it in. You have to do an interview. I am horrible at interviews. I can't do one to save my life. But it's part of the process of yeah, getting a job. It is. It's it not is. it's not simple. Well, yeah, there I mean you you have stuff like that. I mean, I get that. You know, where well, it's it's just, obvious, but I mean life for- in general is not simple either cuz you have to, okay, I had a bad relationship with my kid's dad. How much do I want to let him know? Yeah, pretty well, much yeah. what I tell my kid is that his dad and I don't get along. I used to love him dearly, but he and I don't get along. But that's simple, isn't it? I mean, that's the simplest it's way the, to put it. It is the most simple explanation. Exactly. But it is not 100% honest. 
Well, 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 no, well, no, but I mean, not I mean, being along is putting it extremely likely, lightly. Well, yeah. well, well, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know what? I get, it. I get it. But you know, you also have to remember that you know children tend to form their own conclusions mm-hmm. about things, especially over he's, time. He's getting there. So he's I think ten. right. So I think I think uh, you know by you doing that. I mean, you you kind of took the burden off of you know yourself and him, and you know he doesn't your ex. need to know the right pretty dirty stuff. And, and that's but I what do have the nitty gritty dirty stuff, which makes keeping things from him difficult. And and you look and you look itching to tell him too. You look like you just itching <laughs> to go oh, ahead. There, there are moments that he'll ask me a question, and I'm just like, oh Ooh. God, how do I? Put this without telling him his daughter. His father's a jackass. No, you know they. You know, yeah, there's that. I mean, but yeah, you, you look awfully anxious over there. You just want to go on ahead and say, just want to go on ahead and be like, just go off. And the, but I mean, I, I get, I get it, I get it. But at the same time, I think you know you handled that situation, you know, the right way because at the end of the day, he's gonna find out for himself and form his own huh? conclusion. Later that on. way, that way, that way, you don't, you know, you don't have to have that conversation. And right. you don't look like the bad parent in the end because, you know, mm. you yeah. never want your child yeah. to be looking and, at you and your bad mouth in their mm. parent. That's a big thing. It's, it's yeah. actually, um, we have a custody agreement and it's in writing in the custody, custody agreement that we are not allowed to speak badly about each other. Mm-hmm. Which means... That's all that's all I say. But then if I get wind that his dad said something nasty about me, I can go after him. Said you you broke the agreement. It's right here in black and white. Right. But what what's the point of that? Right. I was gonna say is that anyone any good. I was like, is that really even worth your time? Although although I see why they do it. Like uh, my son my son's mom and I. Look, we you know, my son's 18 mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know, me and her don't have to say nothing to each other. And I love it that way because mm-hmm. in the end, there's no confusion. Right. You know, I, and I don't talk at all if we can help it. Right. It, you know, <laughs> bro, well, no, because every time I talk to her, I, some reason I end up with a headache. We email <laughs> and, each other and it's pretty much about holidays. And I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm really good on this. So, you know, my son, he calls me. Matter of fact, he called me. I think I was up till about two or three in the morning. He said, Dad, what you doing up? I'm like, oh, man, shit, I'm finishing a project. What you talking about? He's like, nothing, just left this girl house. I'm like, bro, dude, what you doing at three in the morning? I'm like, you didn't, I'm like, you didn't drive there. He's like, nah, man. I'm like, would you, how'd you, you know, I, I was like, okay, so why didn't she just stay tonight? He was like, man, shit, her parents came home, bro. And I was like, uh-oh, did you get caught? <laughs> you and have look, to talk with him, right? And, you know and, and, about safe sex. <laughs> it don't matter with him, trust me. Uh, oh, you might God. as well. Uh, yeah, I might as well not even bother, honestly. But <laughs> then, then, then he goes and tells me, he said, man, look, you know how I got out? I said, what'd you do? He said, jumped out the window. I said, oh, God. How, I was like, how far was the jump? He said, man, it was like from the upstairs. I said, 
and, and <laughs> no, I couldn't, I couldn't, I could not be mad at him for that because I did the exact same thing oh. when, I, when when I was 16 years old. This 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 chick's mom, she came home, so I heard the click clack. I said, uh oh. And her brother was sitting by the window, was like, uh, yeah, there is one way out of here. I said, what? <laughs> and he was like, you got to go down here. But before I let you through, I was like, oh, hey, yeah, my last, ten, my, my last 10 bucks. I looked and I said, down there? He was like, down there. I said, all right. I was like, well, that at least reminds me of something I saw. And I follow a Scanner Facebook page, and I saw a uh, call for a medic because a 13 and a 14 year old girl jumped out the second floor window of their house yeah. like okay so they did not land right right <laughs> one of them at you, least you, you, you gotta land on your fourth point of contact i found that out later in in in, 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 in airborne school <laughs> i was like damn so i said damn so i did uh, land right I was like, you know, because I'm jumping out of planes at 5,000 feet now. And I'm like, well, damn, I did land right that one time. All right. So I might have been airborne before I even knew it, <laughs> you oh know. And, uh, and and there was snow on the ground. So that probably helped. That, that helped. You sound like Will Smith. Just my luck. I was in a snowstorm and he jumped. I jumped out the window. Remember that one? Yeah. Oh no! He look, he was with some woman, and the husband came home. And he had jumped out the window, and it was snowing and all that. You don't remember that? Um, uh, uh I know. I don't watch too oh, much Will Will Smith movies now because he just got watered down. But it was actually yeah. it's actually a rap that he had out back in the day. Oh, oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's getting too old for all those action movies that he likes to to do. Right, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, and so it, you know, just reminded me of having that conversation with him, how much generational curses affect our children and yeah. the, and the yeah. decisions that we decide to make. Because, yeah, that's so true. because believe me, he's way more of an abstract thinker than I am. And oh. it's really, and even with the teachers, you know, he, he's got so much logic and reasoning that nobody really gets along with him and i mean i can understand that because i mean i'm like i've been through it you know and i know how he feels so you know i'm just like look okay you know i'm not going to tell you that you know it's not okay for you to express your opinion but sometimes you have to play the little nice boy and walk yeah. away i was like a lot of times it's just it's okay to walk away say it with me it's okay to walk away, you know. <laughs> when you choose not to, wording is extremely important. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, you because you're gonna have to get yourself out of some stuff. Oh you know? yeah, and and he's found that out too. That's and a whole another topic. If the wording like, doesn't work, learn how to throw a punch. Right. So you know, I mean, I'm just like you know, dude. He he reminds me so much of me till it's not funny, but. The one thing that I do do is tell him what, you know, what I wouldn't do again. Right. You know what I mean? And, and I don't, you know, like my father, he even to this day, you need to do this and you need to do that. I said that it's only two things I need to do on this planet. That's stay black oh, and die. I knew you were going to say and, that. And I, and I, and I, and I don't even, and I don't even have to do that. No, because you know, Michael Jackson told you that. Yeah, that's what I was saying. He he, he proved that one wrong. 
Yeah, he proved that one wrong. So <laughs> there are theories that he did that to himself, but there are actually cases of people that they it's a skin condition that it starts out as a little spot and then it just spreads over your entire body and you go from a darker skin tone to a lighter skin tone. Well, I got reaving yeah, a lighter. I know I heard it. Yeah, <laughs> we know, I don't think remember what it's called though. Right. I, I know what you're talking about because I know people with the light skin spots and stuff, but I can't oh, yeah. He said he had the cream and all that stuff, but I don't believe that. I think Michael Jackson just wanted to be a different, you know, he wanted to be different, you know. He did. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, well, it worked for you know, him, whatever he, the case you know, might be. I think he just wanted to be a white person, you know. He, he just couldn't take the pressure. Right. He broke and he just wanted to, you know. I wonder what did it do for his life. He Which, probably thought that being white would be easier mm, being a white yeah. celebrity would be easier than being a black celebrity which probably was not totally wrong that, okay <laughs> yeah I, I could yeah calling it like i see it, it white people seem to have it a whole lot easier seem to. <laughs> you better say it again seem to <laughs> <laughs> like shit. Hey, you I am trade? a white person, so all I can say is <laughs> you want to change. You know, I am white, so literally all I can say is white people seem to have it easier because I don't know what it's like on the other side of the fence. Shit, we mm. do. We we do. <laughs> and so it ain't, you it can ain't go ahead and say it. White people have it easier. <laughs> it, 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 it's not easier, but the one thing I do notice is that language changes everything, mm. you know, and if you can speak with proper diction and you can speak with clarity, that gets rid of some of these stereotypes, you know, and I think we got to do a better job of doing that, especially in relationships where our love languages are different. So, we, so we have to really, we have to really learn how to communicate with that love language. And I, I think you're right. Um, you touched on a point earlier about, you know, time and being in a relationship. Well, that time should also be spent learning that person's love language and, and making sure, and, and making sure that that love language is right for you. Yeah. I was watching something about a week ago and it's something that kind of stuck with me and it's something i've been thinking about why is it that three species other than humans the male is the brightly colored the flamboyant the one that has to do the dance <laughs> but humans women have to do all that they have to dress up do their hair do their makeup the the, the well the female, you ever notice that the, the female snake just eats the male snake yeah, and the yeah, I mean that's, man that's true. It's the they, the they just, yeah, they they just eat them and that's it. But so those are insects <laughs> with like birds and mammals. It's the man. It's the male that does the dance that looks the prettiest. Cardinals. The male is bright red. It's the cardinal that we know and love. The female is more of a brownish red. I did not know that. Yeah, they're dull. They're not shiny. They're just kind of like brown with a few red feathers. The male cardinal is bright red. Huh. I did see a the blue male, jay the other day, though. Male. Right. The males are the easier one thought. 
and it's human the human race is the only one that is reversed hmm i i did not know that every other creature the male has to do the work to get the female's attention the human race the female has to do the work to get the male's attention Oh, oh, okay. Hold on. Wait a minute. Nope. <laughs> let me, nope. let me, let me. I ain't doing me... it. I ain't doing it. Yeah, I can't. I, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh-uh. Wait a minute. You know, let's, let's call a timeout here. So, <laughs> so you're telling me that the female has to do the work to get the male's attention. All the time. Most of the time. Yeah. There are some, there are some women that just don't give a shit enough that the man has to work for their attention but most women have to do the work to get the man's attention that's dressing up doing your hair doing your makeup smelling good well see, see uh-uh no no because no, no, i've been trying to do all of that for at? me wait there are some women there are some women that do it for themselves that do it for that. <laughs> the vast majority of us not me, because I don't care, obviously, but not having my hair done, no makeup. I don't care. I don't I, need a man. And you know what? I actually I actually prefer the natural look on females. Because, and I tell them this, if I can't love you at your worst, I will not be able to do it at your best. So yeah. I don't, you know, if I went out on a date, I told don't even worry about dressing up. Because first of all, I'm sure as hell not going to. Yep. If I'm going like out the to the movies, what do I look like wearing a three-piece suit going to the damn movies for? Man, I'm, I'm just saying, the vast suit. majority of women dress up to try to get a man's attention. I, I suppose that's true. I mean, They go I, out to clubs, they go out to the bar. Oh, if yeah. they want to get attention from men, they do all of that. If they I, don't, they don't. Me, I downplay it. I downplay a lot of that because I'm like, if you have to wear all of this makeup just to look good. Most men aren't like that. That means that means that that means that I'm going to have a problem looking at you in the morning. I'd be like, Ooh, put your face on. Oh, a lot of men, when they're going out to bars or clubs looking to hook up, they're not going to stay all night. Listen. <laughs> it well, I'm going to jump out the window well, about 10 o'clock in the morning. Ah, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, late. No, lately it's been the back door. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, oh, come so, on. So you know, well, we took out you're the, an adult. There, are no. Yeah, we don't have mom, dad coming home to no attention. Yeah, you gotta right. jump out the window. <laughs> uh, yeah, heaven forbid that. Oh my god. You know, it ain't dads, and it definitely ain't husbands. So we ain't going there. <laughs> we ain't going there. You know, which is another thing too. Um, you know, which falls right into this abuse category and the situations that people put themselves in when they're dating. Like I notice a lot of women don't mind dating married men. And I'm I'm kind of sitting, oh shh, that's rampant these days. I mean, it's almost it's, it's almost like if they're not married, they don't want anything to do with them. Because First of all, at the end of that date, ladies, if you're if you if you're watching, listen. You know, it's all fine and well till that man's ready to go back home. For one, you know, and then two, 
don't 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 downgrade yourselves mm-hmm. like that to want somebody else's man. You find your own. That's right. You know what? A lot of those women like the benefits of dealing with married men because married men take care. They don't have to be accountable to them for the long haul. I know that I'm going to come. You're going to spend these four hours with me and you're going home and I can do whatever it is that I want to do after you go. You're going to take care of me and do everything I need you to do while you're here. And a lot of women be comfortable with that. They like having their light bill and stuff paid by somebody else's man. They don't have to be accountable to them for the long run. They don't have to worry about making breakfast in the morning or none of that because that dude is going to get up and go home. And then Me they fall in love. And then they I fall in love. I do not agree. Hey, uh, I, men do that too. To do that. I, yep. You ain't lying. I've done it before on several occasions. Mm-hmm. And, and, <laughs> And honestly, it's it's at the end of the day, it's kind of like this. You know, if you want something for the long haul, there's there's levels to this kind of thing. You know, the old school traditional way of, you know, dating, much unlike what a lot of people do now, it works. You know, and like I said, it gives you that time that you need with that person to, you know, understand their love language and determine whether or not it's actually right for you mm-hmm. and for the long haul. And I think that's one of the biggest things that goes on in relationships is we don't recognize love languages. For those of y'all that don't know what love languages are, there's five of them. There's quality time. There's uh, words of affirmation. There's uh, uh, gift giving, acts of service, and physical touch, but not physical yeah. touch as the sexual part, but more like, uh, more like PDA. Holding hands. Mm. Yeah, touch right. P- PDA. You I know, know if it's not like hardcore groping PDA, but just like the <laughs> stuff. Yeah, just touching because that's my love language. My love language is touch. I know. So no is. crotch grabbing. That's what you're saying. No crotch grabbing. <laughs> Too much. Don't grab yeah. her by the. But, 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 hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And to some extent, and in certain circumstances, that has, that has benefited me. So I can't all the way say oh that that's, God. I can't all the way yeah. say that that's been a total lie. Yeah, I mean. Karen, I love your face right now. I'm just, I'm just saying. It's a, you got to grab. Hey, every now and again, you know, oh. not, 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 uh, not every day, but every now and again, you know. Oh my God! Just, what did you just, say? Just got, um, you just, that's my love language. Don't worry about that. Oh, I got to do that. That's my love language. Sorry about that. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what they. No, that. Hey, believe it or not, I get. I, I, I've talked to a lot of females who actually like that. Just randomly having okay. their crotch grab. Yes. Like, boy, yes. Get over here and yes. broke my smoke. No. Yep. 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 Oh my yep. god. <laughs> this is no filter. Let me tell you. And, and then, and then, next thing you know, we're, we're next thing you know, we're in the act of whatever, and all I can hear him, the voice in my oh, head god. is, uh, all I can hear the voice in my head is, finish her. Moving on, please. 
You I don't know. know how much more of this particular conversation I can stand. I need a drink. Yeah. Oh, man. I ain't got something to drink. I only got water right now. I might need something stronger. Oh, I was over here like the scorpion voice and everything. Get over here. Yep, yep. That's exactly right. (laughs) That is exactly right. And believe it or not, believe it a lot, a lot. And it's crazy, too, because, you know, like, um, um, you know, I had an ex-girlfriend who actually told me, you know, who I like to role play, like, she was being raped or something. Oh, I, I had to get away from her. Like, uh, no, that uh, is a fetish. Yeah, it, it, it's it's crazy, and I'm just like, well, you know, we would change these behaviors in relationships if we change our thought process. Because I'm like, okay, didn't you go through that before? You know what I mean? I'm thinking, I'm looking at her like, okay, didn't you go through that before? Uh, yeah, that's a bit dangerous. I don't think I want to do that, you know, and, and, you know, even in the relationship, you know, especially when you first start, it is important to establish boundaries. Yes. Yes. At the beginning, the beginning of your relationship, establish boundaries. You have to establish boundaries because. Don't wait a year. Well, and a lot of these, yeah, do it from day one, because a lot of these people who go through these things, the domestic violence situations and all of this, they did not establish boundaries. So the patterns of behavior that were supposedly accepted seem to have changed over time. And a lot of times it causes confusion. Yeah. We need to go back to the days where it was your first date. He comes to the door to get you, meets everybody that you live with, takes you on the date, returns you, walking back to the door, maybe a kiss, and then third date, you start actually talking about the deep stuff. Get to know him a little bit, and then start talking about the deep stuff. You're right. It's levels to this thing. And people Mm -hmm. tend to forget that it is levels to this, especially men, because you know, especially now with so much social media and everything mm-hmm. else, they're like, oh, well, I see a lot of females on my Facebook page who talk about, well, this guy sent me this, you know, pick all in my inbox and everything and didn't, didn't know me and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. A okay. Friend. And, and, that, and, that, and, and that's cool. You know, and that's cool. That in my inbox. Right. And, 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 and that's cool. But I'll give then, you my cell phone number. You can text it to me if I want to see it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, 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 and you know what? That's cool. But the thing about it is, it, what's not cool is how these women are actually getting on this social media and doing that. Because what I say is, that doesn't make you any better Mm-mm, than the dude doesn't. that did it. In fact, yeah, I don't, in, th- in fact, I don't want anything to do with you. Because now what you've done, what you've done is you, you're creating, you're creating something out of, well, now nothing. Because if you've already deleted and blocked the dude, that's all you need to do. Let's keep it simple. You don't need to, you know, if you're, if you're tired of, if you're tired of this and you're tired of that. Yeah. Don't. If every time he gets drunk, he's sending you a dick pic. Yep. If you don't want to see it, delete him, get rid of him. Right. And I'm just like, well, if you don't like something, don't do it. You know, it's like a American gangster when uh when uh when uh Idris Alba told Denzel Washington, he said, I'm the new landlord, my lease is twenty percent. 
oh, you can't afford 20%? Don't sell dope then, Frank. <laughs> and, and straight up, they just don't do it if you cannot handle what is what is to come of all of it because that's the that's that's the that's the life that's the name of the game they do that for attention though um it's a lot of females out here nowadays that yeah. don't want to be in a relationship right. um they that have been taught, be like the newer generation has been taught that relationships are whack it's okay to sleep around with whoever you want to sleep around with do whatever you want to do male female or otherwise um, and you don't have to be accountable to anybody for what it is that you do. So mm. a lot of people do not um, take that kind of stuff into account. They are not thinking about what they're going to do for the long haul. Um, they want to see the pictures and they will let you put them in their inbox so that they can talk about you and get some attention from the, the next group of people later on. Mm. They will show you off to their girlfriends and everybody will clap and kudos over how big or not so big you might be. Mm. Um, <laughs> Bumble, <laughs> you know, girls that gossip boy. about you, quit. Girls will gossip about you. <laughs> mm -hmm, we do. <laughs> they oh, do I'm that sure for that attention. They just trying was, to get some attention. There was a girl that I was in There was a girl that I was in school with that uh, we were going over our Facebook pages with uh, the teacher to see what we needed to change, what we needed oh, to get yeah. rid of to create our professional page. Oh hell! Yeah. So, one girl, her her profile picture was the sun behind her, so it completely like blocked out her face. You couldn't see anything but shadow. But what you could see was her the whole thing. Yeah, yeah she wow. had her she had a shirt on, but it was so low cut you could see almost everything. And mm -hmm. I was I just kind of like jokingly commented hey, you're going to want to change your profile picture. And then the teacher was like, wait, what's her profile picture? Uh -oh. She was like, oh, it, it's not much. It's just a picture of my, uh, you're just it's a picture ass. of my breath. You're <laughs> like, yeah, you're, you're going to need to change that if you want this to be on your professional page. Wow. What you well, you may, well, maybe it is a profession. You never know. It's I mean, not. it's some, it's some, it's they, they, they got some whole undercover type deal going on, you know, where hey, you never, you never know what people do these days. Yeah, you don't. I mean, Listen, it, I didn't know about the whole, um, like the whole underground underworld, this OnlyFans thing, until we got what? in the quarantine. Something called OnlyFans. It's a, it's hey, some kind I've of. I've seen um, that. Hey, so apparently you go into OnlyFans and that is for people who do like uh, they Swinging. videos, they'll touch themselves on camera and you you pay a fee to watch them do whatever it is that they do. Oh on the my God, are you serious? So, you uh, yeah. pay to watch them. People are subscribing. Do you hear me? It's people on there making thousands of dollars doing whatever it is that they do because I'm not a subscriber. So well, hell, I, I might mean, be in the wrong business. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 hell, I, I might be in the wrong business. Well, the clubs are closed. Yeah, I, I might, I might be in the wrong business then. Hell, I, I have seen uh, completing fetishes and and conducting, uh, doing new singing songs, nude or whatever it might be. But people are paying money um, to oh watch my this stuff go Wow, I can't remember which state it is, but there's a um, drive-through strip club somewhere. Oh, that's gotta be in Nevada. Yeah, I just, that's gotta be in Nevada. <laughs> I mean, we can't even. Yeah, that's gotta be in Las Vegas. 
Yeah, I mean, you know. I don't think it's Nevada, though. How could you possibly have time to see everything driving through? Oh. You drive slowly. <laughs> it's like it's, it's like, like you're driving through a Christmas lights. Display. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like a car wash, I guess. You know, you know that uh, Moo Moo's car wash that's over there on Livingston and Allen Creek, and how long <laughs> you that line is. Put it in neutral, and yeah. you go. Yep. And that's how they, and that's how they do it. They got the things there. You know, you just be. Uh. I mean, you know. How would you oh, get your lap dance though? Is that extra? You got to get off the car at the end of the ride. I mean, how do you? How does that work? Uh. Play, play rock paper scissors. The <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, glory hole. They use a glory hole for that. Oh, <laughs> right, well, that's that's. I guess. I mean, shoot, the things they. I tell you, the things they come up with now. I mean, in these, you never and hear they, come out of and, and, and wait a minute. And wait Never. a minute. They're actually paying to see this stuff. I mean, oh, yeah. big money. You subscribe, so you pay monthly to sit on there and go through different people's pages and see what it is that they're doing that you can pay for. Apparently, I heard some girl was doing something with a cucumber and an alcohol bottle and some lubricant. Um, oh wow! I bet I bet you her stuff. Oh is, my god! I, I bet you her stuff is like throwing a hot dog down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh my God. You, you, there's no way i'm like damn you know they actually never heard that terminology before have, no. it, have you forgot i spent 10 years in the army i've heard I've it all down the hallway like you know what uh-huh. i have a guest nice hey, hey what's happening <laughs> his name is jack he's about a year old Hey, that's my that's my boss's name. Actually, on my regular job, that's my boss's name, Jack. Who funny? I have five. He's the all black one, though. Oh, you! Oh, you're the cat lady. I am the cat lady. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. That, I'm always cool. covered in cat hair. Nothing wrong with that. that. Hey, I like cats. Cats are really smart. Oh yeah. Every they're, once they're, in a while, I'll get like a little guest star in here yeah nothing wrong with that um so so okay so back to these folks here paying for this stuff okay yes they do uh haven't they ever heard of Pornhub well it's not the same as Pornhub because these are people that you could potentially know you could have the opportunity to be able to hook up with later and you get to watch them do all kinds of stuff that they may not necessarily censoredly do on Pornhub because you know Pornhub is different categories. So if you want to get with a category, you have to do whatever is in that category. These people are doing all sorts of stuff all in one. What? Yeah. Damn. So you can make a request and then they'll do what you want them to do. Um, so you can find the one that you find the most attractive and then request them to do something. Yep. You can like scroll through, I guess, and look at the different ones. So it's Pornhub Live, basically. Yep. Okay, okay, so okay. you know what? So so when I see these, you know, I see these women who, you know, do that and even when you talk about social media and Facebook, I see all the time all these women making all these posts talking about, you know, this and that and the third and blah 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 blah. And they just have to take a thousand pictures to make themselves feel better. I, 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 you know, you know, I, I delete them immediately. Just because I'm really careful, you know, about 
who and what I entertain. You know what I mean? Because especially being in a position that I'm in, I almost have to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Versus, you know, and I just sit up and I'm like, man, you know, and then they're the ones that's talking about why is all these guys sending these pictures and sending these, saying this all up in my inbox. I'm like, because you advertise it. <laughs> no, they don't advertise it. They are showing. They take pictures of themselves voluntarily. They don't ask for those pictures. Right, but they still they they still and advertising what they doing that for if they they're because, not posting the pictures in a private message they are posting it on their wall it's not the same thing as saying hey send me a pic I'll send you one of mine yeah see hey uh, wait a minute Rennie now don't start no stuff you're getting ready to open up a whole nother can you know that's you like saying, about to open up a can hey, that's like saying is, that women who uh get raped is because they had all the no 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 that that, that's <laughs> wait a minute. We're talking about we're talking about pictures versus that. I mean, that's a yes. whole nother issue, you know. No, it's not. It that's, really isn't. That's, that's, that's apples and oranges. No, it really isn't. They're they're connected. <laughs> People think that because if a woman wears a low cut top and a short skirt, that she's asking for it. It's basically the same thing as what she said. If she's advertising it, she wants to get those pictures. No, she's not. She's posting the pictures because she wants to, because she wants to show somebody else maybe she's lost five pounds. She's proud okay, of her well body. Then, oh, she wants to show okay, well it. Then, okay, well then caption that. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because she this wants is, to take pictures. She could be wanting to tell her she's pretty. But that don't mean just because I said I posted this photo and I want you to tell me I'm pretty that I want you to jump in my inbox with your penis. No, thank you. Well, yeah, now, now that, now, now that's, now that's, right. now that's, the minister should not have to tell you, I don't want you. Right. Now that's, now that's, now that's just flat out rude. <laughs> you know what I mean? How these guys sit around and, you know, they do that. I think that's rude. And then they wonder for good men like me, that get, that really screws me up. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it makes you look bad because you're not one of those guys who sends those pictures. No, at all. I mean, for what? You know, I mean, now, if you request, you know, I mean, we might, we might oh, think yeah. about it, but I, I got, <laughs> exactly. well, I, mean, the same thing. Uh, I, I might think about it. a picture, it. she is not requesting you send one now, of her, yours. Exactly. But there again, if you request, I might actually see, we got to, we got to, we got to look at the whole dynamics of the situation. <laughs> because I don't, I don't want Keep you. Keep backtracking. Because I don't, I don't, I don't want you, I don't want you getting curious. You know what I mean? For all of that, you know, especially to the wrong person, you know, but e even in that, you know, there's, you know, I tell a lot of guys and my guy friends, I say, look, there's a right way to do things, especially when it comes to dealing with women in relationships. And, and then there's a stupid way. There's this it's way. It's not wrong. I, I tell them, stupid. I tell them there, then there's this way. Oh, really? So how is this working for you? Oh, that's right. It's not. She mad at you. Now you got to figure it out. Pretty you know, that's what I, and you know, I mean, the mentality today behind just relationships and dating is all jacked up. I think, you know, yeah. we really need to start getting back to basics and simplicity yes, please. Of, of dating because what we've done was we've really, with everything that's around us, we've really complicated things. We, we, this is the death of dating. Mm. This is the death of proper dating. Mm. And it's because 
Guy parks outside of a girl's house, sends a text, come out in here. He doesn't have to walk up to the door and knock and have her dad answer anymore. Wait, guys don't take answers. girls on dates anymore. That's not a thing. You don't have to take a girl on a date to smash. So most men don't that even sure? do that. You, you, back you. when I was That's called the, the home run. Back when I was in the seventh grade, <laughs> cell phones started becoming seventh, more common. Seventh grade, seventh grade. It don't count no more. That you was a baby. Hey. Do you know how long ago seventh grade was for me? That was my only boyfriend. I did not date at all in high school. But this is literally the only reference I have to date. But back then, the we cell phone. Bad baby. No. She's, you're not wrong, honey. But this is the death of dating. Mm-hmm. No. Dating People has been dating. Okay, so I've had well, dates. I've had dates last for five minutes because of that. Because the minute that female pulls out her cell phone, I'm walking dead out. I'll pay the bill. I'll pay her. I'll pay the bill and be like, I'll see you. She'd be like, where are you going? I'm like, well, that cell phone was more important than us actually sitting here conversating, getting to know each other. So since that's the case, this is going to be the case for the remainder. I mean, and I tell them I might've been born at night, but not last night. And I'm too old to sit up here and tell you that you're on a date. You shouldn't have your cell phone out. I don't have mine out. You know, in fact, right at this time, whoever's calling me or texting me, it's irrelevant. Uh-uh. I should I shouldn't yeah. I I shouldn't uh, have to tell you that. In the dating world in our age range, most of us are parents. A lot of us are single parents. Yeah. So my phone gotta be out. I got a kid at home. And I, my yep. son's at the age where he part he parties, he likes the bitches. No, I need to know what's going on in my household. Yep. But so, you have no, the phone number for whoever's watching your child. You have mm-hmm. the phone number for your child. Right. So you can have it sitting on the table and just if it rings, okay, glance over. Two right. seconds. It's not the babysitter. It's not right. the kid. You don't have to worry about it anymore. But mm-hmm. hey, explain that to your date. Right. So I'm sorry, I've got a kid at home. I need to be keeping my phone on the table so that I know if he needs me for something. And, you know, just by just by me paying attention, you know, to the little idiosyncrasies of just, you know, women in general and the rules that I have, because that's the things I've even established boundaries with myself on that or what I can and cannot do. What I look at, you know, sh- do, first conversation with me is like an interview yeah i'm gonna and the minute you tell it's like i have a rule the minute you start telling me how you think you are oh i'll be like no i'm good on you they'll be like why i'm like because you had to explain to me what you think you are therefore you're probably not because nine times out of ten they lying anyway why don't you just be smart enough to let me see for myself don't don't tell me prove it because you can talk good to me all day long as but that don't mean nothing when it comes down to actually doing it and i i think you know i think i try to do a great job of proving whatever it is that i say and i expect for that adult to do as well so you know what i mean the minute you utter those words i mean i have little rules and it's it's I didn't fire a female in about three sentences on several occasions to do to that because I pay attention to everything you say because if I pay attention to everything you say I will hold you accountable 
because, you know, I expect for you to hold me accountable. And, you know, I hold myself accountable for a lot of things and to a higher standard. You know, therefore, I'm able to put out higher quality. You know, so that way it's undisputed. But a lot of people don't think that way. Mm-hmm. And if they thought this way, boy, I've, I've noticed that since I've thought I've avoided all kinds of crazy. You know, due to that fact, because then they'll wind up showing something later on that, you know, I was like, oh, I'm glad I didn't go there. Yeah, that's part of recognizing the signs, though. So, you it know, is. you on the lookout, you you're being conscientious. Yeah, yeah. I'm very. Anymore, people are texting each other. They're messaging on Facebook. They do it for a week and they think that they know everything about this person when they know every don't know anything mm-hmm. because they never sat down with the person. They potentially don't even know what the person looks like. They, all they have is a picture that they sent them, which catfishing, hello, right. it happens a lot. That's why, that's why, that, that's why, that's why there's video chain. It's like I said before. I hate you, video chat. Th- like I, it's like I said before. You, <laughs> video chat, I can still what was I'm, that, Regina? You broke right, that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I still can't hear. No. Yeah, you're still breaking up, hon. Why don't you try leaving the group and then coming back in? Because we can't hear you at all. Right. Right. It's just to get away the signal wherever you were at. The signal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna lie to you. We love having you in here, but we can't hear you. <laughs> right. It sounded like you said something great, but yeah, at the end of the yeah. day, yeah, at the end of the day, <laughs> I caught the tail end of it. <laughs> but you know, it, it's for me, it's just you know, you have to be real careful these days, mm-hmm. and this is why I have two things I need identification and I need verification. Period, identification definitely yeah. because there are some women. I'm saying this because I have a friend that personally went through this. There are women that will tell guys, I'm 19, 20, 21, and they'll look maybe 19, 20, 21, but they're 16, 17. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why I'd be like, well, I, I have some ID. I have a friend that she was, he, um, he was 19, 20, and he started dating this girl that said she was 19. Turns out that uh, they got intimate and they slept together Mm-mm. and her dad found out Uh-oh. and she was only 17. Oof. So now he is on a sexual predators list for the rest of his life because she lied wow. to him and he believed her. Yeah. I mean, and you know, yeah. things, things like things like this happen and it's, I mean, yeah, they do. It's, it's, it's a da- dating is almost a dangerous mm-hmm. game out here. So, you know, it's kind of like you have to at all costs protect yourself. You That's know, another before reason anything that else. you should go up to the door, knock, and introduce yourself to their parents. Right. Yeah. And, Say, you know, hi, my name is, I'm taking your daughter on a date. And, and if it's a father, you walk up to him, you shake his hand shake firmly, his hand. firmly, you shake his hand firmly, but not too firm. And you look right. him straight in the eye because. It's just like I see people in school looking down on the ground all the time. And you know what I say? I, I tell them, hey, look up. Ain't nothing on that ground not, you're looking for. Won't get anywhere by watching nope. your feet. 
I'm like, ain't nothing on that. It might be some money down there, y'all. It might be some money. Some change might have failed. And? You'll see it from afar if you're looking up. Yeah. I was trying. I was just trying to help him. Oh uh, yeah, no, him. no. You know that no, that yeah. I'm like you know, and I think people's self confidence yeah. also it has really taken a hit. You know, uh, over time and dating with the changing times and everything, and we're allowing, uh, we're allowing America to tell us what they think their definition of the perfect person is, and I'm like, guess what? There is no perfect person. So, so you might as well be who you are and accept you for you. And I think until people do that, first of all, they shouldn't be in relationships. Right. You know, because, because you got to love yourself first before Mm -hmm. you love anybody else, even, even your kids, because that love that you have for your kids and you don't love yourself uh, can be mistaken for loyalty. You know what I mean? And I get it, but you got to really work on yourself before you get in a relationship and make sure that you are, uh, I hate to use a military term, fit for duty. <laughs> yep. Because because at the end of the day, when you, when you tell this female, yes, I want to be with you and this and that and the third, now it becomes your duty. It becomes your responsibility because you have given an oath. And I think people don't realize that dating a person is not a one-on-one transaction. Mm-hmm. It's not just you and the person you're dating. It's you, your family, person you're dating, their family. Because if you, if it's just the two of you, then you've isolated yourself and you're, you've opened yourselves up to the abuse, uh, to abuse, which yep. was the yep. original topic. Yep. If it's just the two of you, you have both opened yourself to the potential for abuse. If mm-hmm. it's the two of you and your families, there's no way in hell that your families are going to let you abuse each other. That's right. You need right. an accountability partner. That, I think that's so great because um, as a single woman myself, I guess I'm still single. I don't know right now. So it's up in the air. But Flip a if coin. I were to date a guy, <laughs> play the okay. not a game. That's what you're going to do. Play the not a game. We're <laughs> coming back to that, Miss Karen. We'll be your accountability partners. Right now, you know, we're on the rocks right now. It's a little rocky. But I will say, I had a, uh, when I met this gentleman, I had a friend that helped me accountable. I was like, hey, this is where we're going. I want them to know, you know, the phone number. I want you to know it's everything. You know, you need the ID, you need to take a picture of it, send it to someone, but you can be accountable. Send it to someone so they'll know, hey, this is where we're going. I think as a, any woman that's dating right now, it can be people online, you need to have accountability. Like she said, Hannah said, talk to your family. Just don't be you and him by yourselves. Let it be someone else. Let it be you and them so they can know, hey, uh, I'm taking your daughter out. Here's my, hey, you want to take a picture of my ID? Here's where I am. This is where I live at. So if something happens, we'll have this. Because people show up missing. You never know. They do. That go, but that goes for the same thing goes for men too. Yes, definitely. Because yeah, you gotta, you gotta. Men can be 
Men right. can be sex trafficked too. Yeah. If we're going to go into this, we're going to go into this. Men can be trafficked too. Human trafficking, sex trafficking, they are real things and it can happen to men just as easily as it can happen to women. Women have partners. Men have partners when they are abducting somebody. There is always uh -huh. more than just the one person that's guilty. There's more than one person involved. So human trafficking, um, actually, you may not even be snatched and abducted. Um, I have mm -hmm. a lady um, that I'm real, real tight with, and that's what she deals with. She deals with people who um, are survivors of human trafficking, women. Oh, wow. Um, they consider lot lizards and other people who are, because, you know, the definition of human trafficking is, is actually taking you out of your, basically taking you out of your element with, you don't even have to be taken out of your physical element. So by them putting you on drugs, putting you in a mental space where you can't control the things that you're doing or take care of mm -hmm. yourself on your own and allow wow. other people to be able to come in and influence your life, um, that causes you to be, um, so they, I guess, basically prostitutes, um, are considered human traffic victims as well, right? No kidding. Yeah. In the yeah. United States, I can believe it because prostitution is illegal. In yeah. other countries where prostitution is legal, no, they would not be considered human trafficking victims. Yeah, it's just in it's just really in America where that where the title for like like you said, Hannah, it's not legal here. Um, right. And if they there take are, you and they put you on drugs and they put you mm -hmm. out on the street for other people to sleep with you, that's technically the definition of being trafficked. Human, human trafficking. Human. Yeah. Yes, but there are there are brothels in France and the only specific place I know of is France, but in other countries where prostitution is legal. So they have full scale brothels. They have people that they test their clientele for STDs, for AIDS, for stuff like that. And they make sure that their clientele is up to a certain standard before they're allowed to come into the brothel. Mm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I so, would have never, never thought. I have no idea why I know why I looked that up, but I did for some reason. <laughs> and now it's, it's a thing that I know. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. another yeah, problem. Another problem that, you know, often leads to abuse is the fact that a lot of people are emotionally unhealthy. Yes, they and, are. Uh, and and unstable. And this is one reason as to why I say, you know, hey, I tell everybody, even if you think you are, okay, go see a psych. Yeah, really. definitely. Please. Because because there is always something you can do better. You know, mm -hmm. I'd be the first to tell you because I've had my issues and my struggles and troubles with the law and everything. And the first thing you do is you say, you know, hey, is this me? You know, is is am I my own problem? And now this wait. is a this this is another place where narcissism comes in because mm -hmm. narcissists don't have any problems. The problem isn't them, it's somebody else. Oh shit, that's my ex-girlfriend. Oh, yeah. I just, I just So a narcissist is never going to admit that they have a problem. Mm. So wow. everybody else has so it's everybody else's fault but theirs. That's a classic narcissist. Is it's never their fault. I know so, one. Oh my gosh. If I you are one. if you are in a relationship with a narcissist, Get out. You have to be, you have, no, nah, not necessarily. Shit. Not all, nar not all narcissists are bad people. 
But what you have to do is you have to realize, okay, I have a narcissist that I am living with, that I am in a relationship with. I care about him. Hey, honey, I think we need to go to couples therapy. I have a few things that I need to work out. And they're going to admit that no, they're going to tell you no because no, they because are they're they're no, narcissists. You, nothing you turn wrong. it on. You turn it on yourself. You say, "I have a few things that I need to work out, and I would like to go to couples therapy to do it." Hmm. They will agree to go because it's you. Oh, okay. You get there, you start opening up about your stuff, and eventually the therapist is going to look at them and say, "Well, what about you?" You know, do you, and and oh yeah. So you you're setting them up to put them on blast. Exactly, <laughs> and <laughs> with a narc. I lived with two narcissists. You have to put them on last. Full but product. you can't be the one to do it. It's got to be a third party. They ain't going to listen to you. It's got to right. be that. Oh, exactly. Right. You have to have somebody else tell them you are a narcissist. Mm. They will never admit that they have a problem. You have to get a third party to do it. <clears> an <throat> outsider. No, I just I just take the easy way out and just leave their ass alone. <laughs> just that way so that you way are free to make that choice yeah I, ooh, i'll be like oh you know what uh yeah no i gotta go but if it's if it's somebody that you love and care about because there's family counseling too my mom took my family to counseling so it was the four of us sitting in a therapist's office and we opened up about stuff which the therapist never got deep enough with us to be able to point out, okay, you are a narcissist and you are a narcissist. Mm. But we went to a total of maybe 10 sessions. Yeah, that's good. I mean, so that's, a, that's a, it was you know, a start, yeah. but it wasn't enough for him to fully diagnose them as narcissists. Mm. Okay. Like, you know, me, I'll just be like, okay, you know, I love you, but I love me a whole lot more. Yeah. I'm up <laughs> out of here. I'm out of here, Jack. Like, uh, yeah, that was in, uh, you know, because my ex-girlfriend, narcissist, a complete yep. one. But then with every person that comes after you, they're going to say they left me because they were this, they were that. It's going to be on you because mm -hmm. you admitted it. You love you more. So yeah. you are not a narcissist. No, my, no, um, no. According I, to them, I am, right, but, uh, you know, me, I'm kind of like, I'm like this. I am my top priority. My mental health is important. Mm -hmm. You know, my, uh, my uh, career is important. You yeah. know, the things that I do is important. My family is important. You know, my stuff is that you literally said, I love me more, yes. which is narcissism. And now your ex, the narcissist, uh -huh. said, you are the narcissist. Oh, well, I'll be that. You know, because cause the thing is, the thing is, I mean, she can think that if she wants to, but it, I look at it this way. If a tree falls in the forest and nobody's around to hear it, does it really make a sound? Yes. It, it might, but I'm not around to hear it, nor do I care, or do I even know that it fell in the first place? So, exactly. it, you know, it, it's kind of like, oh, okay. You know, it's a double edged like, sword. Right. It makes a noise, you don't care. Right. So, I mean, she, you know, she could think that. And now she, she has, she has fuel to the fire for her <laughs> next boyfriend that she comes to and says, I was in a relationship with a narcissist. It was so terrible. Blah, blah, blah. He did this to me. He did that. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. It's fuel to the fire. So poor, poor bastard. personally, 
personally, not, I think the better way to deal with it is to get them into couple therapy, get them right. to a therapist that can sit and talk to them. Because yeah, eventually that. you may be able, the therapist may be able to convince them to come in for one-on-one sessions. Yeah, so I got okay. a question real quick about this therapy thing, because you know, <laughs> um, like I said, I do agree with therapy. I think mm-hmm. therapy is important, especially for people who yeah. want to make a change. Right. Yeah. Do you think that people who are physically abusive can go to therapy and they can make changes and stop physically abusing? Yes. 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 I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you because it's going to wind up forcing them to have to make a choice. And while they are physically (laughs) abusive, all you really have to do is tell the therapist before the appointment, he's physically abusive. If they make the appointment on their own, they are aware that they are physically abusive and they will probably offer that information. But if you are in a relationship and they don't admit that they are physically abusive, you have to tell the therapist they are physically abusive. Mm -hmm. So in that situation, when you tell a therapist that the person that you're living with in your house is physically abusive, that they consider that to mean that you're no longer safe in your household. So you better be prepared. If you open your mouth to that can of worms mm-hmm. and say that, you better be prepared because they're mandated yeah. by law to report that. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. means that either that means that either today you probably not going home from therapy without a police report, or mm-hmm. they, the police is coming to your house later on because they can't let and this lie. That's just like saying you're gonna commit suicide or you're gonna kill somebody else. They are yes. mandated to report that. Right. And they will make the necessary preparations if you tell them ahead of time. They will see it if you're sitting in their office. They are trained to see that they are physically, mentally, emotionally abusive to somebody. Right. But it's part uh, of their training as therapy. But, but here's the thing very few men, you know, will actually make that change and stop that abusive behavior. Because, yeah. see, see, the one reason I think why people abuse anyone men or women is because they don't have any control of themselves mm-hmm. let alone I made let this alone point last week too let let alone the situation so, i made this point last week that nobody knows how to deal with their emotions anymore they're just mm-hmm. okay head punch something so they go ahead and they punch something they don't know how to properly diffuse their own situation or they want to control it. The, they want to control the narrative totally all the way around. Yeah. So by yeah. dominating you and being controlling over you yeah. and taking your Putting power you away from directly you. under your foot and right. crushing you, yeah. literally yeah. Yeah. Them the, the power. Yeah. And a lot of it. Oh, go ahead, Miss Karen. I'm sorry. Oh, well, I would just agree with them. I think, like you said, like they were saying, it's it's to control someone. And mm-hmm. and if they look at it, you can't even control your own emotions, and you're trying to control me. But I think that if they do go to therapy, I feel like the therapist will get to the root of this and will find out what is the root of your anger. Because it's coming from control, anger, or whatever they want to do, but they will get deep down to the root. And they'll find out, well, uh, this is what happened to me when I was younger. Or when I get mad, I feel like I'm in control of my job. They have something that has driven them to this point. But mm-hmm. that person that's being abused is not going to know that. But they know that mentally, if something drove them to hitting 
why are you hitting, why are you hitting people? Uh, did somebody just allow you to hit them and you didn't do anything back and you think it's okay? What, what gives you the right to be on this person and think that you can just control them? Somebody, you know, is that person actually going to challenge their, challenge them mentally to tell me why you're so physically, you know, why did you abuse someone? Right. Well, and therapists, even therapists need to have a basis of fact before they can call the police. They have to see a bruise on you. You can't just say, they're physically abusing me. Okay, where do they hit you? Right, because I think- They have to have some of the proof, right. otherwise calling the cops, they're making a false report. Right, and they don't want to risk their license and their job, I'm pretty sure. Right, and you know. they're liars. Honestly, there are people that lie and say, my husband is abusing the hell out of me, but he's not. And they, they do it for attention. It they, do it, they do it for attention. They do it so that if they are married and there's a prenuptial agreement that the prenup is void. Right. They do it for all sorts of reasons. They, they, do, it because they're, do, it. they do it because they want to do it. You know, I mean, in the end, and so you know, a therapist course. isn't going to say, "Okay, well, I have to call the police just because you said that they're abusive." Right. So they're not. They're going to make precautions if you tell them ahead of time, but they're not going to like have police in the room with them. Right. They might oh, have a no. They're going to make a report. Um, and if you have children in your house, they're going to call children's services. Okay, so the okay, so they're going to make a. They have to, regardless of whether they see a bruise, a bite, a, a mark. They, they have, have to make a report. They have to. They have to make a report. And what they do is, they may not call the police on you right away, but if you have children in your household, they have to call children's services. They have to make a report that says that your children. They're going to ask you if they've seen anything in the house or not, and mm -hmm. then if they have, if they've seen you fighting. They're going to make a report and let children's services know that because that's child abuse. Right. And they're going to make a report for that. And yeah, you, you'll end up being in a world of trouble too. That's one of the reasons why a lot of people don't want to tell their therapist what's going on in their house because it could end up with you losing your kids and all kinds of other mm -hmm. stuff that you didn't plan on. Plus, you may not have nowhere to go. So if you tell on this person and they the ones that's been taking care of you, then you yep. you ass out with your kids and you ain't got nowhere to stay. You can't pay your own bills. They come and take him to jail for three months and then he get out and come tear your head off again. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's a vicious yeah. cycle. Well, it's see, here, here's the thing too about therapy that I want to add to that. If you want it to work you have to you have to take everything they say seriously you have to whether whether you agree whether you agree with it or not you know the only person that can that can benefit from therapy is yourself mm -hmm. you know you have to actually want therapy you have to actually want change and believe me it's hard work it's not the easiest thing especially dealing with your worst enemy which everybody knows who their worst enemy is. You you know, so, <laughs> so, you know, if you, know. if you, if you, if you want therapy to work, you have to take it seriously and you have to like literally do everything the therapist tells you step by mm -hmm. step and week by week, because if you don't, you're, you're really doomed to fail and you're going to keep perpetuating the same behaviors that, 
keep getting you into these negative situations. That's right, right. Yeah. But they got so. to want it. That's the thing about it. A lot of people, my dad went to therapy after therapy after therapy, and he didn't get it. He didn't. Yeah. My dad didn't get the message until my mom said one day, you know what? I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired. Guess what she did? She hit back. She mm -hmm. beat my dad up and threw him out the door. And she, you know, I had to say that, but hey. That's what she did. That's the only reason why my dad got, she kicked him out. She was like, take your stuff. Don't come back. I'm fed up to here. You know, some people don't get it. They go to therapy, come back, they claim they change for maybe a week and they go right back to the same pattern. It's like whatever they told them to do, they did it or they answered the questions just so they could get out and they went right back to the same result. You know what I'm saying? And he went to so many of them, you know, what? and then he went right back to that. They hated it. Well, and see, that's the thing. That's the thing, too, is that, you know, if you if you're a changed person, you're not just going to say it. You're going to show it. Right. Yeah. It's like I tell people, you know, all the time, look, I could care less about what you say. What you say is almost irrelevant to me because because, right. first of all, I'm going to hold you accountable for it. Right. And then if you do the opposite, well, you know, this this time that this conversation that we're having it's going to wind up coming up, you know, so, you know, I, you're better off not saying anything. You're better off showing it. That's true. So that's why I think we should go back to the three dates, three dates, three dates, first date, go up, knock on the door, meet their family, take them on the date, bring them back, walk back up to the door, say goodnight to everybody that's still awake. Third date, you talk, start talking about the deep stuff. First two dates, keep them light, keep them fluffy, get to know each other's personalities, the good side of the personalities. Third side, third date, start getting into the really deep stuff, the stuff that you don't talk about sex, politics, drugs, religion on the first date. I'm over here so like, uh, I need all of that information up front. I want your social security number, your mama's name, your middle name. You ain't taking me nowhere. Until I find that's, out what's going on in your life. Right. <laughs> that's part of the problem, though, is we want everything right now. And that, so, as instant soon gratification. As, you get all of that, yep. as soon as you get all of that, the other person is going to say, well, okay, you already know all that stuff. Let's just get married. Right. You might, yeah. I mean, you, you might as well. They're right. Yeah, I mean, as soon as you know all of the stuff, it, it kills the romance. <laughs> Let the first two dates be the romantic, the sweet, kind gestures, the go to a movie and cuddle in the double seats that they now have. <laughs> and then the third date, just go out to a nice quiet dinner, sit down, and start talking about the stuff that matters. Mm. That way you have, you know what they're like when they're happy. And then you know what they're like when they're kind of scared. Don't get right into the scary stuff first thing. You, you know what? I got the plus one rule. Plus you know one what? rule? Yeah, the plus one rule. So you taking somebody else with you on your date? No, uh -oh. no, 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 no. The my plus dog. I want a dog. I want a dog. Well, it, 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 dep it depends on the dynamic of the situation. It's a plus one. Okay, so a plus one. No, no, look. Okay, so 
if a plus one, you know, you have say like a business luncheon or you have like some networking event, they always say, Hey, you're invited and a plus one. Mm-hmm. Well, if that plus one shows any signs of not being able to behave in public and, you know, just have the things that the tools that you need to not make you look like a jackass in front of your colleagues, then by all means, yes, then by all means proceed. If not, then you don't really even want to entertain anything about this female because you're wasting your time. Lady in the streets, freaking the sheets. Something like that, but yeah, I I guess that works. That sounds like the best way to put that because you want somebody that can behave themselves at a nice, fancy work-related event. And not not say nothing stupid. But you want somebody that, exactly, but you want somebody that's also fun and adventurous. Well, well, yeah, but, well, yeah, but, you know, I'm all business these days and I just really don't have time to entertain you know what I mean? It really. But in the much moments else. that you do have, you want somebody fun and upbeat. Yeah, I suppose. See? Yes. Yeah, I guess. I never really thought about that, but okay. Yeah, in the moments where you have downtime that you're not working, you want somebody that's going to make you laugh versus somebody that's going to be like, can you take out the trash again? Yeah, I'm, yeah, because yeah, because yeah, because I mean, you I can make a Debbie my, Downer when you right. Well, have a no. three seconds. Well, no, you wouldn't. You, yeah, all the three seconds. I mean, the only mm-hmm. uh, uh, look, the only time I have to myself is when I'm in my car and I'm rolling one, or in bed. Trying you to know sleep. what I mean? That's the only time so, I'm like, okay, you know, because I can't even. Because I mean, you so, know, with my schedule, I can't even. I can't breathe. In your car rolling one, you don't want somebody that isn't okay with you rolling one. Well, no, I, yeah, <laughs> heaven forbid that. Yeah, no. That's kind of my point. You want somebody that's going to be fun, adventurous, make well, you laugh, roll one with you. Yeah, you yeah, that's, that's, a, that's the one right there. He rolled one with Seriously. you. Yeah, hit this. Here, hit this. Go ahead, hit this. You'll be all right. You'll you be all right. Don't worry. You It'll don't, change your life. <laughs> you, don't want the, you don't want the person that's going to remind you to take out the trash when you are enjoying your three seconds that you have in the car. Right. They, yeah, that's, you want somebody that's, that's in oh the car God. with you doing your stuff. Oh, oh, my God. You don't know how annoying that is. You know, I mean, I yes, might not I be. Yes, I do. I live uh, with two uh, narcissists. You know, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be, I'll be, you know, just sitting there chilling in my car, maybe listening to music. You know, because I just want to be able, before I come into my house, I need to figure out, you know, I need to be prepared for the shit that I'm about to hear because I have two teenagers. If I you know what I mean? Wife, I got to get I, my brain ready for that. If I was your wife, you saw you sitting in the car, just sitting there, engine running, I'd come out, get in with you. Yeah, well, okay, there's that. Let but, me have a hit. Let, they're, they're, yeah. They had to go come out there like, boy, take this trash out while you sitting out here in the car chilling. Man. <laughs> and and I say, oh, oh, and I'll be the I'll be the one to be like, you know what? I'll get right on that. And I'll be the one that's like, still get me away there. from those fucking kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and an hour later, I'll be that, that trash will still be sitting there too. Yeah. I'll be like, all right. Yeah, I get right hey, on that. I'm sending the kids out to the car. I'm not sitting over. Don't worry about the trash. I got it. I'll take the trash out. You're going to get these kids? 
Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. No, just, I, I might, I might, oh, then, then that's when I, then, that, then, then that's when I pull off. <laughs> I'll be like, no, I gotta go. I will straight pull off. I'll be like, oh, all right, yeah. No, she, she talking real crazy. Now I gotta go. <gasps> a matter of fact, I'll be like, look, I'm just going to see this guy real quick. <laughs> get some oh yeah, more. sure you are. Get that here. Guy yep. a turkey. Oh man. Oh man. You know, oh my. You know, my ex-wife was good for that one. Be like, oh no. Well, that too, because I'll be sitting out there. I'll be sitting out there chilling, and she just not stay out there with it. Are you gonna do this? Are you gonna do that? I'll be like, man, if you don't get the hell away from me right now, we got we gonna have some serious issues. You know, like look, I. You know, I, I'm like, damn, is it, uh, I told her, like, look, is it not enough that I already sleep with you? No. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, you're sure. Right. And no, I, I mean, <laughs> you, you know, you, you go through it, but I think that everybody, you know, needs their personal space. And yeah. even in relationships, people have a habit of violating that personal space. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I think uh, I think that we should talk about that um, for our next week's topic and come back around yeah, to uh, how Miss Karen and other people be getting slid into these relationships. Have y'all ever been slid? Like, were you just talking to somebody, y'all cool, you think everything oh. is straight, and the next thing you know, y'all arguing because they think you in a relationship with them and you really not? No, okay, I just got, I, no, I just, now. no, 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 <laughs> I, I just get ghosted. But we don't argue. <laughs> I mean, we don't even go there. They just get ghosted. I'd be like, well, damn. That I've was been quick. there. It sucks. Yeah, I'd be like, I mean, you know what? It's happened to me so many times. I don't even care. I'll oh, like, yeah. Because oh. women Wait. will slide you into a relationship real fast. I'll be like, oh. Just what am I doing with you? I'd be like trying to give ownership. Oh, you're my. Wait a minute. You didn't even tell me we was in a relationship. All of a sudden, now I'm your i mean, like we didn't we didn't go through right we didn't we didn't go through contract negotiations or nothing we we didn't know no interview nothing we just that that's how it is oh, yeah. we slept together now you're mine sorry that's, that's it i'll be like that's unfortunate that's what i'll be like that. that's a i'll be like well you know oh i didn't i had no idea you know, you'll like, find out when you look on Facebook and see that they didn't hyphenated their last name with yours. Yeah, that's happened before. <laughs> oh that's, my a, God. That, that's happened before. Honestly, <laughs> I think men have more trouble with that than women do. Men oh, yeah. are possessive, don't get me wrong, but women are clingy as fuck. <laughs> we are. A, a, ex, especially. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if man, listen, don't get me if into it's that. Good. That's a whole another thing. Listen, man, listen. That's gonna have to be a topic for next week. I think you we're gotta, almost out of time. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in fact, in fact, ladies, we are. Uh, again, this is a great show. It's been fun. Uh, can't yeah. wait to do it next week. Great show, everybody. And for those of you at home, we always post this meeting ID and the password. You know, you can join us live. Uh, at any time during the show, you know, thank we're you, Regina for joining us, by the way. Yes. Thank, th th so thank, thank you. you, Regina. That's You're like, awesome. especially since you chirped in a couple times. That, right. that was just, Y'all so sweet, but I really wasn't meaning to chirp in my bed, y'all. Y'all had a good show. Oh, you're good. <laughs> oh, no, you, you, you're just, you're just fine. I mean, like I said, you we added, welcome it. 
you added that extra thing that this episode needed. So you're yeah. good. Yeah. I, I really didn't mean that. That was that was an accident, and I apologize. Josh, oh, you're good. Me. We yep. enjoyed you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Come back Do again. Do it again next week. Come, come, y'all come back again. <laughs> now you're here. Yeah, come back next week. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, speaking of that, you ever like log out of class, like, because I've been taking online classes and mm-hmm. last class where they were like, good night, you, good night, this person, good night, y'all, good night, y'all, y'all, good night, everybody. I said, man, y'all sounded like the damn walks. Bye. <laughs> bye. Like, bye. I got to go. <laughs> you know, dang. You know, so anyway, tune in next week. Same bat time, same well place. It ain't channel, but you know, place. Yep. And um, we will tune in next week. We'll have some more juicy stuff for you, uh, ladies. Have a good one. Um, have a good one. Yep. Oh yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah, and you know, I'll make sure identification and verification. Yep. And yep. Don't forget to don't forget to check me out on Score on Air. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a new short mini episode series that I'm doing called Menti Yours. It's mm-hmm. about, it's supposed to be about sports, but it's more about the, uh, like the mental toll mm-hmm. that okay. sports take on a person and just in general, uh, mental disorders. So mm-hmm. I'll be covering anxiety, covering the, uh, Next week, I'm going to be doing one on the coronavirus's effect on players. Um, but yeah, it's a new series I'm doing, Mentally Yours, on scoreonair.com. That's a Facebook page. So definitely check it out. Check out the other students' work, too. Mm-hmm. Not just me. Promise. Mm-hmm. All right. And what you got next week, Miss Roxy? So... Um, you can tune in next week. You know, we'll um, be there Wednesday for Hot Topics um, mm-hmm. starting at 7 p.m. And we're also getting ready to kick off something new for you guys. I'm going to keep it a secret just for a little while. Um, but <laughs> That's <we're>... just wrong. <laughs> On so many <laughs> levels. And so many levels. I mean, you got to keep coming back. You know what I mean? In order to be able to find out what it is, you got to keep coming back. So, well, but you're not telling us. www.helpforhomelessness.org. You can always catch me there. Um, yeah. And then here again on Devil's Advocate. Mm-hmm. I love you, Roxy. And, and what you got, what you got, Miss Karen? What you got next week? Hey, check me out Thursday nights at 6 for the Karen K Show. On YouTube, speak live, Karen B. Evans. Check me out. All right. Good night. And, I, and for the rest of us, this is your boy, the Renegade, yet again with another episode of Devil's Advocate and a whole bunch of other shit. So you can check me out anywhere. I'm definitely accessible. <laughs> so, America, y'all have a good night. You have a good night, ladies. And we are out. Good night. Good night.